Hello, hope you're having a good week. Welcome back to Built to Thrive. So far this week, we've been looking at what inflammation is, what excessive inflammation does. And so far, I've shared with you two ways that you can start to reduce inflammation levels in your body by taking vitamin D and by trying hot and cold therapy. Today, I want to focus on the role that stress plays in our inflammation levels and how getting out into nature can really make a difference. Now, I've mentioned something called cortisol a few times on this podcast before. It's a hormone that gets released during stressful situations. Many people consider it to be the body's primary stress response hormone. Now, cortisol has a powerful effect on our immune system. Cortisol is not a bad hormone. We need it. We need it to get up in the morning. It helps us perform better at various times in our life. But the problem these days is that often our levels of cortisol are remaining too high for too long. And when that happens, it can start to cause inflammation. In fact, if someone is going through a particularly stressful time, particularly over long periods of time, their body starts being able to actually respond to cortisol effectively. It's a bit like something that we've also talked about on this podcast before, insulin resistance, which as you may know, is linked to something called type 2 diabetes. Over time, if you chronically get exposed to a hormone, your body actually sort of down-regulates, so it becomes less responsive to that hormone. And research has shown that people who become resistant to the hormone cortisol are much more likely to get ill. Their immune system is unable to cope because it's been damaged by stress. Now, I know many of us are living in incredibly stressful times and we often feel we have too much to do and not enough time to switch off and relax. So what can you do? Well, there's all kinds of things. Now, obviously, we can have sometimes very little control over how many events are going on in our life, how much work we've got to do, whether we're having problems in a relationship, maybe the threat of losing our job. And of course, there's many ways that we discussed on the podcast before that you can start to think about those situations differently. Of course, over the past few weeks, we've been talking about happiness and how we can change our reaction to certain events, which of course is the topic of my brand new book, Happy Minds, Happy Life. However, there's also a lot of evidence that shows that mild to moderate physical activity can really help reduce your stress levels and therefore the level of inflammation in your body. Now, my friend and fellow doctor, Dr. Roger Schwelt, whose work I've already been sharing with you earlier this week, particularly in Monday's episode, he told me about this example. Scientists studied some students who were in the last six weeks of their term. It was exam season, and they divided them into three groups. One group was asked to do no exercise. The second group was asked to exercise with moderate intensity for 20 minutes, three days a week. And the final group was asked to do high-intensity exercise for 20 minutes, three times a week. Now, afterwards, they looked at the different depression scores of these groups. And what they found was that the group that had done no exercise had gone down six points in the depression scale. So after just six weeks of a stressful situation, they had increased their levels of depression. However, both the moderate and high-intensity exercise groups both had a reduction in their levels of depression. Now, interestingly, the moderate exercise group perceived their anxiety to be lower than the high-intensity exercise group. Now, that might be because moderate exercise reduces your levels of inflammation, but more intense exercise can sometimes actually reverse this benefit. So people who do 
high intensity exercise all of the time, particularly in the context of highly stressed lifestyles, actually can often find themselves with higher levels of stress hormones than those with moderate or low activity levels. And I have seen this over and over again with many of my patients. They are chronically overworked, they are overstressed and underslept, yet when they end up going to the gym or working out, they push themselves really, really hard. And often I have to help educate them and say, hey, look, in the context of your lifestyle and your stress load, I think you should ease off a bit and things like walking or yoga can actually be much more beneficial for these patients. So as with everything in life, it's all about balance and context. So I'm going to throw another idea in now, and that's the amazing benefits of simply being outside in nature surrounded by trees. A while back, the journal Nature published a study by oncologists about ways that they could support their cancer patients' immune systems during chemotherapy. They decided to try eucalyptus oil, and they discovered that this stimulated the innate immune system. Now, this idea isn't new. In the influenza epidemic of 1918, eucalyptus was actually used to treat patients. And as I've said before, in many ways, we need to relearn old skills. But it's not just eucalyptus that has this effect either. Many trees give off compounds which have been found to lower levels of the stress hormone cortisol. Scientists have found that the body's natural killer cells respond positively when people spend time outside in the green, and these benefits can last up to a week. So I'm going to leave you with that thought today. Can you go out for a long hike in nature once a week? Perhaps you could build it into your weekend routine and take your family or friends with you. Can you make more time to visit your local park or whatever the equivalent is for you? I promise that if you can bring that into your life, it's going to help you lower your stress levels, boost your resilience, and also boost your immune system. And I also think you're going to enjoy it at the same time. That's it for today. See you tomorrow when we're going to explore more about how what we eat and when we eat can affect our levels of inflammation. I'll see you then.